This is Connected Nation, a podcast focused on all things broadband. From closing the digital divide to improving your internet speeds, we talk technology topics that impact all of us, our families, and our communities. On today's podcast, we talk with Texas Representative Charles Doc Anderson, who recognized the need for expanding broadband access long before the pandemic highlighted the importance of improving internet connectivity in all communities. Learn why he believes high-speed internet is not only critical to small businesses, but to the agricultural industry at large, and what he'd like to see done about the issue as the state legislature goes into session. I'm Jessica Denson, and this is Connected Nation. I'm Jessica Denson, and today we're talking with Representative Charles Doc Anderson, who serves in the Texas House of Representatives for District 56, which covers Waco and McLennan counties in the central part of the state. He currently resides in Waco. Representative Anderson is popular in his district. He first was elected to the position in 2004 and has since been re-elected seven times for a total of eight times. Welcome, Representative Anderson. Howdy, Jessica. Really appreciate you joining us today. (laughs) Are you excited that it's a new year, new, new possibilities? Absolutely. We're looking forward to the new year. It's uh, upwards and onwards. And and, uh, uh, and so I think things uh, will rock along with uh, get out of this COVID uh, funk, if you would, and and, uh, and start to, uh, particularly with the start of session on the 12th of this month, uh, start to get things rock and rolling. Yeah, we're, I'm, we're all hopeful, I think, for something positive this year. Um, this podcast does air nationally, so I wanted to give you a chance to, to share with our audience a little bit about your district. What is it known for? Maybe share uh, what you would tell an outsider about District 56. Well, thank you, Jessica. It's uh, it's my honor to visit with you today, and we very much appreciate uh, yourself and uh, and Jennifer Harris and Connected Nation Texas for what you all are doing uh, in uh, in broadband, and particularly for uh, our district here and for the state of Texas. Uh, yes, Waco um, is. Um, uh, beautiful area here. We have Baylor University, uh, McLennan County Community College, Texas State Technical College, uh, which is the premier tech school uh, in the state. Uh, we have Texas Ranger Hall of Fame, Lake Waco itself, the Brazos River. So uh, the quality of life issues are amazing. Uh, and what we're known for nationally, I would suspect with most people now, is uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines with uh, Magnolia Market and the tremendous uh, projects they've been doing in this area and, and actually nationwide. Uh, and so, as I say, the quality of life issues are amazing here. We have uh, theater and uh, NCAA level sports right in our backyard. And so uh, that's why I like to call this area the absolute part of Texas. And just to give people from the outside a little idea of where it's situated, it's kind of in between Dallas and Austin, correct? Dallas is at the tip of uh, Texas where the Red River goes, and then Austin's right in the center, and, and your district's right in between those two big cities, correct? That's correct, right? Okay. Halfway between uh, Dallas and uh, and uh, and uh, Austin, and the I thirty five. We're right on I thirty five, the main thoroughfare uh, going all the way up to the Great Lakes, actually. Uh, and uh, we have Highway six going east and west, so it's a very well located, uh, strategically located uh, part of the state. Um, Jennifer Harris, who's the state program director for uh, Connected Nation Texas, has really uh, sung your praises and that you were really aware of the importance of a better internet connection even before the pandemic. 
Tell me why, I know this this last year has really emphasized this, but tell me why even before uh, things started to go a little nutty, uh, you you saw the, the need for a better for better access for your communities. Absolutely. Uh, the uh, and for the entire state, for the nation, for that matter, the uh, lack of uh, infrastructure in so many areas uh, really put uh, folks behind the uh, power curve for um, for Internet, uh, particularly in education and uh, uh, in small business or competition with small business. And um, the uh, pandemic kind of unmasked that, if you would, if I use that term uh, prior to that. Uh, some folks are doing fine, uh, and some folks, as far as 25 to 3, that is 25 uh, download, 3 uh, megabyte upload level. Uh, for comparison, uh, some areas were doing fine in that, but there's many, many areas of, uh, of the state that, uh, that lacked the, that level and uh, reliable, uh, affordable um, Internet. And so the... Uh, and it was manifest in, in, in areas that we'll get into as we go forward with um, uh, telemedicine and telehealth and, and um, with uh, being able to compete, small business compete with uh, their counterparts across the state and across the nation and across the world for that matter. And so uh, it was something that we were working with prior to, but there's a lot of folks uh, didn't really grasp the uh, importance of that and uh, as i say the pandemic has kind of unmasked that with the requirement for distant learning and uh, uh, the whole family being uh, tasked with trying to access the internet and uh, and uh, not having that capability that's a really good way to put it it really has unmasked that need where sometimes people might have thought of it as a privilege or a luxury where we're really seeing that it's something that we all need wouldn't you say absolutely yeah, absolutely. That's exactly the case. Um, you have a pretty strong background in different areas of business and agriculture. So I'm going to kind of take our audience through some of that and 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 tap your expertise a little bit. Uh, you've been a strong advocate for small businesses, serving on committees within both the Texas Association of Business and the National Federation of Independent Business, as well as an appointment by Governor Rick Perry to the Texas Small Business Advisory Council. Share why expanding high-speed internet access, also called broadband in a lot of circles, uh, why is that critical for small businesses, especially in your district and across the state, uh, maybe even more important for rural areas? Uh, yes, so the primary reason it opens uh, world markets uh, the, uh, for small businesses. And uh, the thing that's important is, um, and that we constantly uh, reinforces that the access to high-speed, reliable, and affordable Internet, uh, any one of those uh, three factors uh, gets interrupted and, and uh, small business has a, has a problem. But uh, in general, uh, that uh, by opening the world markets to small business, it helps enhance uh, competition in that regard. Uh, and, you know, actually, uh, Jessica, the uh, it can be more efficient to run small businesses in rural areas uh, just because of the lack of uh, gridlock and what have you that you see in the uh, metropolitan areas and at the same time maintain the quality of life, which is really important. And so uh, in doing so, if those small businesses can be successful there, it actually kind of helps cut down on the on the uh, uh, major metropolitan areas because folks can stay in the rural areas and, uh, and suburban areas and, 
and uh, it seems like everybody is better off. So the um, uh, it's it's an important aspect is from the business side is to allow people to uh, have access to to the markets. And uh, I've talked to a lot of people in rural areas that have said that they it's a way of life that they love and they don't want to see their children have to move away because they can't access jobs or uh, build their businesses there. Um, it, it, tell us why it's so important that we preserve some of these rural areas in our country and these rural, these smaller towns. Well, it's uh, super important. Uh, as I've mentioned, the quality of life because uh, families can uh, can enjoy the uh, the outdoors. They can uh, enjoy more time together. You're not caught in the uh, traffic gridlock that you have in so many metropolitan areas, and uh, and so it uh, the quality of life enhances uh, the uh, the overall experience. You know, folks sometimes get focused on on being able to make more money one way or another, and uh, uh, and and jump to uh, metropolitan areas, but uh, so many things. Uh, are lacking uh, with with family and uh, with critters and with uh, just enjoying life. And so uh, I think many people that find that uh, that balance uh, uh, benefit from that and and the uh, internet allows them to have the same uh, quality as far as being able to access information and, and uh, entertainment uh, and uh, compete, make sure that the rural youngsters are in, uh, and compete with their their colleagues in the uh, metropolitan areas. Well said. I would agree with all of what you said there. Um, I've heard that echoed again and again across the country when I've talked to people in rural areas. You previously served six terms as vice chairman of the House Committee on Agriculture and Livestock, and you sit on the statewide Agricultural Policy Council. I think a lot of people do not understand how important it is for the ag industry to have better connectivity. Share why this is critical for farmers and ranchers in our modern world. Uh, yeah, there's several aspects there. Um, market analysis is uh, critical in uh, in farming. That is, um, uh, farmers have uh, battled a fight with dealing with the weather and dealing with uh, uh, supply prices and what have you. Uh, and the one thing that they can't control also is uh, markets. Uh, markets have their own variable uh, inputs, and uh, but it's important that farmers and ranchers can stay on top of what uh, the markets are doing and market analysis. And uh, and the uh, internet is crucial in that regard. Uh, it's it's also very helpful in this day and age uh, from the management processes, if you would, to be able to uh, make sure that your, your organization is uh, competitive in that regard, is be able to manage properly. And uh, and the uh, there again, having reliable high-speed internet is important in that regard. And in this day and age, uh, we also have uh, much of farm equipment can actually be uh, run uh, automatically, if you would, and uh, depends on, uh, on the internet and uh, functional internet to be able to do that. Uh, particularly in some of these larger farms and ranches, and it helps them uh, compete. So there's, there's, um, you know, many uh, reasons that uh, that that helps agriculture improve. You know, and in Texas, so uh, that's kind of our major export, uh, and uh, Texas and the United States feeds the world in that regard. And so we have to be able to be at the uh, state-of-the-art level. And so that's why it's important to make sure we maintain uh, access to uh, to uh, broadband. 
Yeah, my, my CEO likes to say that farmers are some of the first innovators we've had in our country because they had to, to continue to have such high yields and um, follow their crops and their help, you know, their stock and that type of thing. So um, there's a lot of technology involved in farming. I think people who don't, who haven't visited a farm don't realize that. So um, that, it, that those are some great, that's some great insight that you can provide us. So thank you very much. Um, you, moving you bet. And let me, yeah. let me too say, uh, just when we're talking about the uh, uh-huh. urban areas there, one of the things that uh, oftentimes is overlooked is that uh, um, with the cost of health care and what have you, uh, many rural hospitals are actually closing uh, across the nation, but also in Texas. Uh, and uh, so in order to maintain that quality of life in rural areas, the, the uh, uh, broadband sure helps with the uh, uh, telemedicine with actually dealing with issues and telehealth, keeping folks uh, up to speed. Uh, and so uh, that's an important aspect too. And it also allows people, when we're talking about the quality of life, allows them to age in place. That is, uh, it's um, much more beneficial health-wise, uh, mentally and what have you, for folks to be able to uh, remain in a the, in the, uh, kind of rural setting. And so all those things are also predicated on having access to, to broadband. Yeah, and with the pandemic, a lot of people really shouldn't have gone to the doctor necessarily, but could talk to a doctor over the phone or or over the computer and not put themselves at risk. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Telemedicine, telehealth is such a massive um, issue right now that we have seen huge momentum on it across the country, as you can imagine. And um, in in Texas, like you you, you mentioned that rural hospitals closing um, – do you feel it also provides some access to specialists that maybe rural people in rural areas would not have otherwise? Uh, absolutely. Uh, in this last session, we actually passed some legislation that helps uh, schools uh, and um, in rural and suburban areas, wherein oftentimes a, uh, a child psychiatrist or psychologist uh, is difficult to find that just in that profession, uh, the limited numbers and, uh, We've setting up consortiums at the uh, regional education centers that are around the state uh, so that um, parents can access uh, the um, health care for their children if they see a problem. It's parent-driven. It's not driven by the state. And they can access uh, uh, child psychiatrists and psychologists. And uh, taking this age where we've had so much trouble in the schools, it, uh, that's, that's very helpful also. And uh, that's basically uh, telehealth. A, a critical service for sure. Um, let's mm-hmm. move forward a little bit. Um, we've mentioned Connected Nation Texas. Right now, our state program is working there in Texas, um, trying to improve the broadband coverage maps, helping communities plan um, through technology action plans um, to improve their broadband access. Why do you, we know why we think data is so important, but why do you feel um, as a leader and a lawmaker that having improved data on broadband coverage is, is critical or important? Uh, it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's a huge uh, uh, problem and very expensive to, to have uh, data. Uh, it's important to have the most granular data possible so we know for sure uh, where, we're, where we're dealing and where to put our resources and infrastructure uh, and to be able established policies and um, programs going forward uh, and the uh, very expensive uh, the feds have, the federal government has uh, attempted to do that for a number of years 
uh, and it ends up it's just the, that information is really unreliable. Um, and it's a, lot, it's a very complicated issue, but there's proprietary problems. Yes, some of the industry, and I can't blame them for that either, but they're very protective of uh, of the information as to where they have uh, service and where they don't. And that oftentimes will skew or distort the numbers. Uh, Connected Nation, uh, particularly in Texas here, has done a great job on, on refining those maps. Uh, last uh, January, they uh, were coming up with uh, maps released in July or so, and uh, that's very, very uh, helpful. Uh, and they also have uh, more maps that will be coming out of uh, finer um, uh, granular development uh, in the near future. And uh, I think Connected Nation has done an outstanding job. Uh, and Jennifer Harris has really been working the entire state. Uh, and uh, they are, it's very important to note and that the audience realize that they seek input from the public. So uh, as these maps come out uh, and they um, very much appreciate people kind of getting back to them and trying to refine uh, this information as much as possible with the census block format. Uh, if you have, there's some situations wherein you have one house has a uh, service in the entire census block. And uh, it's, it's, it's uh, denoted as that area served or in Texas with our 254 counties, oftentimes they'll have just a little bit in one corner of the county and they say, okay, that county is taken care of, it has access, uh, and it's really not the case. And so for planning purposes, um, it's super important to have uh, quality granular maps, and, uh, and we appreciate Connected Nation working in that regard. And Jennifer Harris is a whirlwind. I don't know how she gets done everything she gets done. Oh, uh, she's got yeah. endless energy. <laughs> Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what are some positive steps that you think have been taken or in Texas so far, to, especially in rural areas, to help improve access? We were uh, very fortunate last session. Uh, we had I carried a bill actually uh, was called uh, one one dig that is uh, with our Texas Department of Transportation. Uh, it allows them to uh, coordinate with uh, uh, entities to. Um, if there have any kind of a project <clears throat> that allows uh, folks to be able to lay cable or lay uh, uh, what they um, fiber, whatever they want to use uh, at the same time that that project is being developed. And so uh, for road projects, what have you, and we uh, look forward to expanding that uh, this next session to also include uh, school districts and uh, chambers of commerce and what have you so that, um, it would help cut down the cost, which is uh, considerable uh, when they're um, uh, digging ditches or when they're working in state buildings or what have you to allow the uh, uh, public to come in and, and, and uh, companies and lay that uh, fiber and all to kind of help with that. We also had a bill that, uh, that uh, uh, was very helpful that established the governor's development council for broadband and, uh, and they came out with a report. Uh, that's very helpful that we're working on going forward. Uh, and we had Senate Bill 14, uh, which allowed electric co-ops to um, develop broadband uh, projects uh, using existing easements, which helps cut down on time and effort and money. And so those are some of the things that, um, that we're able to do. Uh, and uh, so we're very pleased with that. And so 
uh, we uh, hope to uh, improve on that going into this next session. Uh, at this recording, just for our audience's understanding, the legislative session is set to begin in just a few days on January 12th. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you like to see done during this issue? Is there a lot of extra pressure because Texas meets every other year? Um, what What do you hope to come out of the session with when in regards to this particular issue? I know there are a lot of important issues, but in regards to broadband access and expansion of it. You bet. The uh, <clears throat> Probably the biggest disappointment we had last session was that um, we, didn't, uh, we weren't able to develop a state plan or develop a state plan broadband office that would have designated individuals to uh, work in that office to kind of help maintain the progress we have and uh, rather than going forward and falling back and going forward and falling back that was our biggest disappointment last session but we're looking forward to getting that taken care of this session and as I say with the realization of the importance now across the nation actually uh, we hope to um, improve on that and uh bring in some stakeholder engagement, which is a critical to that part, and, and be able to develop the clear goals and strategies that would um, uh, help access uh, federal dollars and uh, grants and what have you, the, the uh, big plus in order to, uh, to uh, get those tranches of financing is to have an uh, effective plan and to have an office. Uh, so those are things that we hope to um, emphasize this next session uh and whether you mentioned the uh meaning every other year i'm not so sure it's a that much of an impact uh, the this broadband uh infrastructure issue is actually a nationwide problem and uh there's uh multiple states that um uh that meet every year uh all year and uh ironically uh just about every one of them jennifer's in the ditch financially uh, <laughs> yeah. it whereas the nine states or so they kind of have a similar session make up to texas uh, uh every other year or maybe 30 days a year or something like that they they're in the black and so uh, i think it's more of a issue of uh, getting uh, focused and, and trying to uh move the ball forward um i don't want to give you a chance to add any final thoughts and any takeaways that you think could benefit perhaps other leaders in other areas um, tackle this issue? Any things that you've learned that you would want to share with other people? You bet. Uh, I'll I tell you one of the uh, uh, main uh, philosophies is that, uh, uh, that we have to be careful of the heavy hand of government. Uh, and so as we go forward here, uh, we want to be uh, neutral as far as the internet service providers. That is, we don't want to force one or the other to try and uh, expend uh, costs and what have you. I mean, they historically, they developed uh, the internet as far as it was uh, financially uh, possible for them, similar to like electrification back in the 30s and 40s, uh, and then trying to close that digital gap the last mile, if you would, uh, uh, is important and the state has a role in that regard but it's not dictatorial or, or uh, a mandating issues we we need to uh, be open and neutral to uh, the providers whatever company they have there we need in my opinion need to be uh, neutral for technology uh, you know you have uh, 5g coming on the fifth generation uh, you have uh, satellite uh, actually with the starlight program that spacex has and uh, satellite subscription, and you have uh, 
uh, cable and wire and and uh, and you may have um, uh, technology that develop going forward. We also need to be neutral Republican Democrats so that um, that we look at the real issues and developing infrastructure, not so much the politics. And so uh, it's important that uh, we set up a, a process that respects those aspects uh, and same time encourages uh, uh, private uh, public partnerships uh, and allow them to work on this last mile, if you would. Uh, and the uh, that way you can capitalize on American and Texas ingenuity. And at the same time, that the free market principles, which much more effective, uh, take uh, take precedence there, and not the heavy hand of government, because we've seen from many states when the, when the government gets involved and starts dictating or mandating, oftentimes it doesn't cut the cost. And as you remember, affordability was an important part of uh, of the process: uh, high speed, uh, reliable, and affordable. Uh, and so we want to try and minimize the um, the impact of government and allow government to act as a coordinator in this regard. And so uh, we're very uh, thoughtful in trying to uh, manage that as we go forward. And, and, uh, and I think everybody would be open to that. And I think we can uh, uh, gain more uh, success that way. And then uh, Juan, let me say, basically, uh, we appreciate your efforts and, and uh, appreciate the Connected Nation, Texas. And uh, God bless you all. And God bless the great sovereign state of Texas. Those are some good words to end on. Thank you so much, uh, Representative Anderson. I really appreciate your time and you sharing your insight on this topic. Well, thank you. I want to thank our guest today, Texas State Representative Charles Doc Anderson, who serves District 56, which covers Waco and McLennan counties in Central Texas. If you want to learn more about Representative Anderson or contact him, just check the description of this podcast. I'll include a link to his state profile within the House of Representatives, as well as a link to provide input on the Texas broadband coverage maps, which we discussed in this podcast. I'm Jessica Denson. Thanks for listening to Connected Nation. If you like our show and want to know more about us, head to ConnectedNation.org or look for the latest episodes of Connected Nation on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or Spotify.